0: I really know. I really believe it. I'm not just saying yeah. it as a thing. Obviously, everything counts: the service, yeah. the atmosphere, the place, and that's why I've always kept up and I made it, made more change, because I learned from those guys. I learned from the health up. I learned from bishops. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't get with the times, you're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big you are if you if you don't get uh, and then introduce yourself to the new generation.
1: And welcome to another three guys episode. Um Brian, my um NFL playoff predictions went out the window pretty quickly. <laughs> They're non-existent. <laughs> Mine oh. went
2: out before the episode without prediction even even dropped. But uh yeah. I know people get bored sometimes listening to us talk sports, but uh I will say I was a little bit disappointed in the championship game, but you know, Super Bowl will be about Super Bowl will be about just having a few beverages and some food for me.
1: Yeah, well, I just forget to give an update because once again they've gone off the window, as I kind of predicted they probably would have gone. But hey, it is what it is. You getting yourself ready for the cold weather?
2: I'm wearing my hat. Yeah, if this does become a, part, uh, a YouTube version episode, you'll see me with my hat. It's gonna be below ten, which you don't really see a lot. And I don't know if some people realize how it's like when it gets really, really hot, right? It's like you don't realize until it gets that point. And um I remember a year ago, I was like, man, I want to go to Florida. I want to go to Florida for retirement. And I went to Florida and it was so humid that I couldn't couldn't do it. So I'm I'm not sure what yeah. I'm gonna do in my retirement years. I can't handle the bitter cold and I can't handle the well
1: the do like most spend. people do, spend half and a half.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, you might Go to the, go there exactly. But even even
1: I can't live in Florida. That 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 I've been down there in the summer. It's it's miserable. It's too much for me. Yeah, and I love the heat. It's too humid. Too humid.
2: Yeah, you know as people know, maybe know by now, I enjoy had the luxury of selling hotels in San Diego. And for any of our listeners who haven't been to San Diego, you got to go there. It's like the it's it's what, what you read about. You know, in terms of perfect climate all year round
3: um yeah no, you're you know, right about that
2: yeah in the whole area of the country that is just amazing um now i could sell another awesome location of chicago illinois but weather-wise san diego all year round yeah
1: yeah tough to beat oh it definitely is it definitely is you know you get that nice weather that everyone wants to flock to and they have weather where it's not too hot not too cold if you like that middle middle ground 70s and yeah yeah you know you
2: got the beach life there. You got great history there with Bubble Park. is going to become a. We are going to do a travel episode. That's on our list to do. So I don't want to turn that into that. But um, yeah, 100%. A little bit of everything. You got La Jolla, which has the hiking and golf, more beaches. Coronado, which has the beaches.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Downtown. Yeah. So. Well, I'm
1: glad you brought up um, well San Diego. It's going to sometimes, well, it has something to do with the marine life in San Diego. We have. Um, that's marine life out there. I did um, get down uh, a date February twenty for our next one of our next episodes to so the SeaCo Science Center. So they confirmed it. So one of our next few episodes will be with them, um, talking about marine life, rescuing seals, whales, yeah. and dolphins. So that'd be a great episode. It'd be a fun one. And I, we got a few other ones in the works that I'm working on, speaking to people and um, getting dates down and talking to other people. History. That's another one with. I don't want to give it away just in case it doesn't come through. But
2: um. yeah, well, I feel like, you know what? We're and where we talk about San Diego, but just where we live, I feel like there's so many cool things about just uh, that are around us. And I think that's, I think we've talked about that a few times. I think in my episode that Jay, we did with JP, I think I mentioned it just kind of local history. And you and I have been talking about that for, since we've known each other. Yeah. How cool but um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you, you have great history, local history, as we, I think we call it um and it's it's funny i remember going to a local museum just here in our town there was you know and people there are people that come from all over the world to see a certain item that is you know it's not a famous thing but you know for whatever the story is the story itself hits certain people's radar and people come from all over the world to to learn about it oh yeah um
1: so yeah i guess someone from salisbury who was going to tell the history of salisbury he's I did speak to him again. He may be interested in coming on. He's getting, he has to prepare for it. And he was saying that someone at the local TV station had asked him to do it again. So he may be on. I mean, the history, if you talk about history, I mean, Lawrence has great history. My yeah. mother was recently down there um, speaking with the, the Lawrence History Center. And, you know, that's just, has some ties to maybe a future episode that we have that I'm working on. Um, but it's unbelievable um, that history of Lawrence itself. And it's actually, I'm on a Facebook page uh, that I follow a group. Um, it's called Lawrence. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it it's, they bring up pictures of, of, of old Lawrence and everything. It's unbelievable, you know? And um, I don't know. So, you know, history It's my it's what we both like. Maybe not everyone else likes, but I think it's interesting. It, um, it, like even tonight's guest has history from, uh, the family has history from back in the day
2: yeah it'll be, it'll be fun so uh we should maybe really touch on what this episode is going to be uh we're going to talk about tonight so we've done a couple of what we call local business highlights on our podcast and then going back to season one and a part of what we want to do is with us with this podcast and hopefully other things that we're going to do with with our our reach i guess if you want to call it that is uh be a platform for small business and even derek what you were just talking about the um facility um the marine the marine facility i'm sorry i forget this uh, yeah. yeah and actually i used to take our kids there all the time but kind of that avenue for people to be able to talk about what they have going on and with with and we have um basam joining us basam uh, he's not yet with us have to edit all this out but uh so we enjoy working with local businesses that may not have necessarily the voice that some of the bigger businesses have and learning a little bit about what their story is allowing them to share a little bit about, you know, their own passion, about how they got into it. Um, especially this, Bassam is in the restaurant industry. And as everybody knows by now, one of the biggest industries that were was hit. And unfortunately, a lot of restaurants weren't completely away um, over COVID. So uh, it'll be fun to sort of hear kind of what what he did proactively because all they all did something proactively, obviously outdoor seating, you know, putting up plexiglass, all kinds of crazy things. I feel like we're going to laugh at years and years down the line um, that was happening. But uh, yeah, I think, I think um, it's, it's interesting to hear what these business owners are doing, Derek. And I know like you yourself own your own business. We've talked, you know, you know, we've had an episode about what you've done in our archives, um, to get your business going, but the rest of our business, I feel like more than any other, probably one of the hardest to do. I mean, just dealing with, um, People (laughs) dealing getting help getting getting labor, food cost.
1: Um, yeah, we're we're just living in a different time right now, which just we haven't seen something like this before. And Brian, you want to do the introduction since it's your guest?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Want to welcome a longtime friend, uh, local restaurateur, uh, business owner, handsome son of a bitch, um, great, great golfer. I don't know about his tennis game, but uh. Definitely definitely uh, has one of the best restaurants, um, at least in in the Merrimack Valley. And I want to welcome Basam Jiha to the Three Guys podcast for what we're calling sort of a local business highlight episode. Um, And there's definitely going to be a YouTube version of this because no one has a bigger smile than this guy, Derek. Yeah, plus plus he
1: wants to display his, his new margarita. He's drinking there, so...
2: So just a little bit about Bassam. So Bassam owns and operates uh, the Phoenician restaurant here in our town of uh, of Hill, Massachusetts. And I've known Bassam probably longer than I want to admit. Uh, I was telling Derek, I think I met him at some club some, someplace in, uh, with the glue sticks in, in, the, in the 90s. And I, I think that's where it was. But um, Bassam is a really great story because he's kind of taken the reins of um, a, a great culture of, 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 um, of restaurants Uh, that go back years and years in our area Uh, and we're going to touch on that a little bit and then sort of uh, go into sort of what's going on with him now what he's been going through like most restaurants been going through the last few years and some of the stuff that we talked about earlier that a lot of business owners
0: are dealing with
2: so so with no further ado Basan, welcome to the three guys podcast
0: thank you thank you well I just want to clarify that it took me a long time because of technical issues. When he asked me to come on, I, I, I said yes right away. It was just a technical issue that took me a long time when Derek said it, it took me a while. Yes.
1: Why me me like that? I meant like it's
0: technically. Yeah. No, no, I know. I, we already I, did, a, we already I, did I, I intro. I on right away. I said, oh, I'd like to be on, especially if I'm the third guy, not the fourth guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Derek, he, he was waiting for the limo to show up to bring him to our podcast oh, studio. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're building that right now, Sam. Very soon. Thank you. I was actually we're looking to hope we had better, but thank you. It was all right. We're <laughs> actually looking to do an add-on to the Phoenician where we can be in the back and we can have drinks and food, and we can you know, do like podcast right the podcast right in your back. It from here, you what know,
2: that? It's, it's funny that you say that, because one of one of the ideas bounced around in my head is to do a three guys live podcast. Yeah, and you, you watch have watch. the spot to do it, so maybe that's maybe the what we be back by the
0: restaurant. Like, yeah, we're going to touch bar on that area. Bar area.
2: Yeah, you know, because we we do have a good local contingency who listen to us religiously, uh, in in our area. So, which is one of the reasons why we want to have you on,
0: because I think this will You're be. You gotta nice. have more now. Yeah, man. Well, so, I hope
2: so, so you are a television star. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. And I've been seeing you all over Facebook. What, what do you, what have you been doing? Who have you been partnering well, with? Well, you
0: know what? Uh, actually, it was it was funny. Oh, well, Facebook. And then you know me. So let's just get this out of the way. I'm not a. I don't have Facebook. I don't have MySpace. You know, is that still around? Is that a thing? MySpace? No,
1: I don't think it's still around. It's not a thing. I don't know if it's still around. I, I don't think it's still. Around. It.
0: I thought it was still around. <laughs> I'm I'm I,
1: I, circuit Circuit City. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm saying like I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a social media kind of guy. Just in person, just because like not that I think, not not that I don't think it's a, it's a, a a powerful tool, you know. And that's why like I, you know, I do, I do think that I just don't have the time. And you know, I'm going around. So, like, yeah, I don't know blame that, you. with that thing that you're talking about with the Merrimack Valley Eats, actually, because, you know, it was just still a lot of rumors that were closing and this and that. And then, yeah. I, and then like I said, I've never answered one. not In 20 years, uh, I've never answered one social media review, believe it or not. Not one. Really? You know, not me personally, because I don't pay attention to that stuff. But it do just, you have someone who does respond to those? Not really. No. <laughs> because I never thought it was a thing. You know, I'll be honest with you, because well, you
1: know why it's just because if you got a negative review, you want to I think you'd want to be able to say, hey, you know what? There's a reason, you know what? You know, answer to that. But, hey, you know what?
0: I, I know. It's just I think, like I said, it, it's I, I don't it's not because I don't believe it's the uh, correct thing to do and, uh, do. and then now we're more involved. I really think it's a it's a great tool for promotion to keep your name out there. And then like so I'll give you an example. And I tell my guys all the time. Sometimes I'll be a market basket and then I'll see people and the next day they're having a raw kibbe. I'm like, I know there's no association between me and a raw kibbe, but I'm sure like the person saw me and like, oh, I haven't been there for a while. So I'll go yeah. get a raw kibbe. It's not like they remember they saw me like, oh, I got to have a raw kibbe. You know, it's more like when people see you, they they remember, they come. So like, I believe in the power of social media. I just never was into it. Yeah the thing that Brian was talking about is just because we had to answer it because it was like a, the, the rumor started affecting our business. And then, you know, like, and then I started hearing that, like, hey, I want to do the functions and even some of it. So, so, like, and that's why we're, we had to put it out there that we're not closing. You know, we didn't sell out. So if somebody's going to say, like, oh, yeah, they sold out, like, well, I just checked my bank account. There's not a large sum amount that went in there. So Common uh, <laughs> doesn't even know about it. So how the, how would you just say like oh yeah they sold out to condos, you know? And the people yeah. the people that don't care are my employees because they know they would know first. None of them care. None Ooh. of my employees. Well, even where did
1: that even start from? Like, that-
0: yeah, I was going to say, them, is well, it you know why? Because everybody everybody knows the restaurant business is tough, and everybody's selling <laughs> up for condos. That's it. That's yeah. how it's. Right. Right. Well, that's what happened and, at um, and, uh, the place uh, in Bradford, uh, right? I, I don't even know, but you know what? I don't pay attention, uh, and then uh, yeah, you're smart because I can. not uh, not, not because I don't think it's a powerful tool. I just think that it, it could weigh you down. You know, it could weigh you down. And I really believe in that, you know, like as an owner. Because I remember on New Year's Eve, like I would have like, you know, New Year's Eve is our biggest night. And I would have a lot of, you know, I don't have to say Brian knows, you know, especially when we first opened. Like it will be crazy busy. And then everybody walks out in compliments. But you always go back to that one person that gave you the negative review and it stays with you.
3: Mm-hmm. Like the
0: negative comment on the way out basically, not the negative view. Yeah. So if somebody yeah. says like, and then, or if you had to deal with a table or something something like that, that stays with you, you know? Now in social media, you have a hundreds of those things. Yeah. A lot of them are yeah. baseless, And if yeah. I, not, or a lot of them is people, people wouldn't say it to your face,
1: yeah. Yeah. you
0: know? Oh, so that's the not, problem. And then, and the thing is, like me personally, it's my personality that I wouldn't want to do with social media, like as far as looking at it, this, but that, that, re- that stuff that's going on, I felt like I had to kind of put it out there. Me personally, not a hearsay, not somebody talking to me, me personally saying, listen, we're not closing. When you start saying that people are closing, I'm confident in my business. We've been 20 years, that holds a lot, you know? Yeah. But if you have a restaurant that that doesn't have the value or like confidence that we have, it could really affect them in a negative way. Oh, yeah. So that's why I wanted to say, like, hey, you know, like, be careful what you say about businesses, Yeah. You know, any kind yeah. of business. You know? exactly. exactly. Don't sit there and yeah. say, uh, the restaurant will support the restaurant. When it's, and then and then all of a sudden, like, just start saying things. And then, you know, like, I think I think everybody should be accountable. And then maybe yeah. because I come from the non-social media kind of aspect of it, yeah. you know, so maybe I think of it this way where, where it kind of lost a little bit of the uh, what, it, what it was intended to do it was like, you know, give information, this, that, now it, it, but it's human nature. It lost more, some of that and it became more of like, I could say anything about anybody. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we we partnered with Jerry over at Merrimack Valley Eats early on in our podcast. We did a
0: couple. Oh, of- great! Uh, plus, yeah. Let me tell you, that's a great. That's a that's been a great addition to every restaurant in the Merrimack Valley. Yeah, that yeah. out of the way. Yeah, yeah not, he's he's you know, really good. Merrimack he's, Valley Eats. Eat, yeah. That's been a big promotion, and even me that, that that's not so familiar with the uh, with the social media aspect of all that stuff. So. I just know from uh, hearing my customers and this and that that it's it's been a great addition uh, and then Jerry the one that runs it is a great guy yeah. you know and then he even tried to put those things to re- uh, right away I told him when I had first met he came to the restaurant it was great because he wasn't familiar with our food and just to see the joy of him eating the food and then explaining to him him like the story and how we came and all that like he really i enjoy telling the story yeah the food
2: so, you know so basan let's let's jump into it because i do want to we i do want to have our listeners learn a little bit about your your journey but i think it's a fun one and um and tell me if i'm fact check me as i like to say on this but um uh, years ago 30 years ago 40 years ago there were like two there were two particular restaurants in this area that were worldwide known like the Prince yeah. of Saudi Arabia. One of them was the Hilltop, yeah, and I believe the other one was Bishops, which was
3: in Lawrence.
0: Like that was- you know what I gotta tell you, if I had to guess, and it's not, it's not because I have a stake in the game. Bishops was way bigger than Hilltop. Oh yeah. So when they were open, throughout the whole East Coast, like I would, I would be like in Florida for spring break, and they would talk about Bishops. And I remember because when I left Bishops, I was a civil engineer. I worked at the big dick. And then, like, I remember one of the uh, owners that was in charge of, like, the project that we were building, and then he was, he, he at the time, I had a Bishop's Restaurant shirt. I still had it. You know, it was my first job, right? It was SNF Concrete. And then uh, the guy saw me, the owner, and he saw you worked at Bishop's. I said, yes. He came. He had me sit next to him, you know. it was. And I remember, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe how, what a staple it is, you know. Because, see, for me, Bishop's was home. So you don't look at it that way until you venture out of it. Once you venture out of it, then you know how big it is. Because like, I came to this country August 1st, 1989. I, I always say like, the paddle was, was the paddle that on the boat that I came on still wet when I started fishing. So August <laughs> like 14, 1989, you know? So like, so I grew up there. So I just didn't know how uh, big it was until I left. Funny, you know, but it was it was uh, it was a staple, you know, because yeah. because you remember, and then here's the thing. At that time, uh, people don't remember that, uh, and then obviously younger people, uh, hummus. If you needed to get a hummus, you had uh, it was almost like if you want to get a crab rangoon, you can't go to the supermarket and get it. You had to go to that to like the ethnic Lebanese places to get them like so so like bishops. At the time, Shaddy's was there too, yeah. you know, later on, you know, Munir's, you know. And then that's why, oh, and, and then even Hanna, you know, you guys don't remember, you're too young, there was Hannah's. So it was all these uh, ethnic Lebanese places, they were all kind of famous, you know, because you couldn't go to the supermarket and then do it until Cedar started putting it in the supermarket. Just mm-hmm. the hummus. Mm-hmm. Now hummus is like uh, potato chips. Yeah. You know? Well, and yeah. then that, that, So that's one of the biggest things that made bishops too, that it was a big place that served great food. And that's it. And at the end of the day, big, thank you for the introduction with the smile and everything, Brian. But at the end of the day, not the personality, not nothing. It always comes back to the food. It's the top mm-hmm. of the pyramid. I always say that to all my help, all my employees.
3: Mm-hmm. The
0: top of the pyramid is the food, the atmosphere, the environment. Everything is great, but let me tell you something. people will come back to the food even if you give them bad service. People will come back to the food if I had a bad day and I tell them off they'll come back for the food they will <laughs> if yeah, we, but, but Sam,
1: you're you every time I walk in there you're the first one. I would go by you always stop and say hi. and you and that you I'm go not, out of your way so I mean as much I, as you say that having that personality i'm, is, I'm is not I'm
0: you. not no oh but I'm saying but i but, but derek i'm I'm saying like I really know I really believe it. I'm not just saying yeah. it as a thing. Obviously, everything counts the service, yeah. the atmosphere, the place. And that's why I've always kept up and I made it made more change because I learned from those guys. I learned from the hilltop. I learned from bishops. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you don't get with the times, you're gonna die. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And that's yeah. it. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter how big you are, if you if you don't get Uh, and then introduce yourself to the new generations, you're gonna end up going away, you know?
2: So, how do you, you know, we were talking before you joined us about just how hard and how the restaurant business is. You know, I I kind of work around the restaurant business because I'm in the hotel business and, you know, my family's been around, whatever. But um, how do you- It's very, very similar. Yeah, so may I question you is how, like, you, how have you maintained being around it for so long like what's your secret to just say hey it's hard but i'm gonna i'm gonna press it is there something what's you your know, secret what? recipe yeah uh,
0: you, you know what that it's it's an easy answer easy answer you gotta love it you gotta love it and then you gotta love people and dealing with people i say it to my waitress to my waiter to my bartender to my busboy to the kitchen if you're not a people person and then you don't enjoy uh, that kind of a service work and it's not in you, uh, th- that's it. It doesn't matter if you're an owner, what position in the restaurant business. You have to like people. You have to enjoy dealing with people. And then uh, that's it. I mean, for me, it was – it's almost like I grew up in it, so I don't know, I, uh, you know. Uh, like, yeah, I, I – so I left in uh, – the only time, and it's funny because, like, uh, I, only ha- I always say I only, have- I only had few ye- New Year's Eves off, right? Because, like, when I came to this country as a kid, I worked at Bishop's. So as a busboy, you had to work New Year's. As a waiter, you had to work New Year's. As a bartender, you had to work New Year's. When I graduated college, civil engineering, and went- worked for, like, uh, SNF Concrete and then a big dig after, those first few years, every New Year's I worked there. I was domesticated. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's different because I grew up in it, you know. But the thing that I could say that I've noticed is that is, is that you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy people because think about it, as a waiter, if you don't enjoy people and serving people and having that personality, you're not going to be a good waiter. You're not going to be a good busboy. You're not going to be a good bartender, and you're not going to be a good owner either. So I would say that would be the secret. That's it. So
1: let me ask you something. What did you learn from bishops that you implemented in the in your when you opened up the Phoenician and, and did that? What if there had to be something? Well, maybe there wasn't that you just took over there, did you learned, Because I think learning as you go along, being hands-on actually helps when you open up you your own business. Is there anything that you can say you implemented from you know
0: bishops? What? I mean, I learned everything from bishops everything, you know but it was more what I saw it was like for me it was uh I was I started as a bus boy and then I started bartending like right when I became 18 I'm gonna say like maybe a little bit before 18' <laughs> a bartender yeah I remember he's like he's like oh he's he's, he's he's old enough train him <laughs> you know so like it's um so so like it's it's uh, what it is it's more I learned mostly everything from them. But I'll give you an example, right? There's some things that you learn, uh, especially from from anything. But one New Year's Eve, uh, it was like a busy New Year's Eve. And I remember like the family and everybody sat down uh, at the tables Saturday night. They used to have dinner, Abe and Joey and the family and everybody else. And it was a very busy New Year's Eve. And I remember Abe, Calling me over, you know, Abe Bishara, and he was a very smart guy. And then most of the stuff, like I learned from how Abe Bishara ran that place and his family, Joey, them, but especially Abe, he was very, you know, I remember him calling me over and he goes, Sam, there's a knife missing on table 41 over there. You know, you noticed. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's like that. It's like, uh, you see how hard he worked, comes in you know, puts in the hours. So, like, uh, stuff like that, you just, you see, you learn. Chucky e. Monaco, where I worked as a busboy, you know, I learned a lot from him, you know. He was like, he could tell you a story that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, the ending is, and then you'll be intrigued. He's just, he had that personality, you know what I'm saying? So, like, there's so many characters that worked at fish Bishops. I mean, it was a wealth of knowledge. All you had to do was just notice you know, and then like, but then from that, you extract the big things, you know, like I remember Chucky e. Monaco telling me, he goes, he goes, it's all about the food, it's all about the product, it's all about the cleanliness, you know, he, go, he said to me, he goes, if that knife was little to the left, little to the right, that doesn't matter, as long as the food is good, the cleanliness and the service, you know, so, so th- there's stuff that you learn, especially when you're a kid, uh, that that not one culinary college can teach you. You know, so to go back yeah. to your answer, it was everything.
3: Yeah,
0: everything I learned from that. You know, yeah. and then a lot of things, and then and then when you see it from different perspective, when you see it from a busboy. I mean, obviously, when you when you become an owner, it's a totally different thing, yeah. and that's what you gotta learn. But you go back to those stuff, and Chucky e. Monaco, that was. My waiter as a busboy, he came in and he helped me out the first year. And then he would be there and just help out, get water, get bread, you know, just to be there to help me out, you know. And then even that, Abe Bishara, at the beginning, I remember like he was in the kitchen and he's like, big stuff shrimp. I go, Abe, our kitchen is a lot smaller, <laughs> you know, because he was on the big stuff shrimp station on the other side. But then, like, like a bishop's, it was so far because the kitchen was so long, you know. So it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, like, it was, it's, it's, it's about them people, what I learned from them, you know, from Abe and Joey and all the Basharas, you know, and then, and then that's what I learned from them. I'll be honest with you. I learned how to treat my people from them, the way they treat us. Yeah. And it's a big yeah. thing. They always treated the, the, the people great. So, you know.
2: Sam, when did you open up your first restaurant?
0: Uh, May 6, 2002. And that was the Phoenicians. The Phoenician in Salem, that's when we opened. Because at that time, uh, uh, bishops closed, uh, you know, uh, at, at the New Year's leading into 2002 New Year's. So we opened just uh, uh, the five months later. But we had started working in, uh, on it, like renovating a place in Salem right before, just about eight months before they closed. So May 6, 2002. So it's been, it's been just about a bit over 20 years.
3: Well, I
2: feel I feel like the, in in Haverhill, the town we live in, yeah. you know, you'd probably count on maybe 40, maybe 50 five 50. or ten restaurants that have been around for that long, ten, twenty years. Yeah, maybe five, maybe
0: five. That, yeah, yeah, you, know, you got you got
2: you got A1 Deli. has been
0: around. Yeah, so the there. Keon's. Yeah,
2: you know? A1 Deli's been around for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's funny?
2: So, some, we've done not only I mentioned Merrimack Valley, Roma, and,
0: obviously, you know, oh, the Roma. Yeah, yeah, people.
2: Well, yeah. to go to go back to what we were talking about before in terms of um you know go overcoming the public sometimes perception and things that are set out of turn you know we we had on wicked we had on wicked bites um, a couple uh, last last year's episode we had him come on you know, we
1: mentioned Merrimack Valley no,
2: no we Scott. had
1: no we had uh, Steve come on Tomato hey, no. yes he came on
2: but but it's funny what's funny and we had Kaylee Daniels as the girl I used to work with in San Diego she's a she's a um, on Instagram, she has her own page. I think she has like fifteen thousand followers, something like that. But my point is, like, people. Thousand? Like, fifteen thousand? Yeah. And 50, so, but 50, what's interesting is that um, you know people are so passionate about food. You know, this it's one area. Where everyone everyone has an opinion on something. You can't you can't go you, especially with like a restaurant. People are going to go in and, and then they're not going to be shy. So you know, you you talk about sort of avoiding the nonsense, but is it? Is it harder now than ever to just
0: allow somebody else to be out there? It's been great after Corona. We're the victims. Well, so so listen exactly. So let's hey, let's talk about that. Let's it's been about, great. How, like, let's talk about says, Hey, I'm gonna leave a, a good Yelp review. I'm like, oh my God, Yelp is still around. around? You know, they used to call me. They want to advertise, and then the guy will almost like it was like the mafia guy. He'll tell you if you don't advertise with me, I'm gonna put all the bad reviews. Oh no. <laughs> No, I, I, in a different way, like insinuating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Can stop, we can take that off. And I'll be honest with you, right? And then the reason I've never answered uh, uh, like a social media review or anything like that because it's not because I didn't believe it, and it's not, and it, it's not because it wasn't legit. Like, because uh, I mean, you, I'll be, I'll be a bad businessman if I don't listen to. You know, because like I said, from the from the engineering um, uh, perspective that I have, you always gotta get the data points in. So yeah. if you have a lot of data points of pointing out something bad, and then you don't look at it, that means it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's been a lot of things on the menu over the years, like like even small things without like mentioning certain items. But like they'll be like, uh, I'll hear it from my restaurants. Oh, did you change the recipe on this? Now you hear it two three times. Now if you don't if if you don't have the uh, uh, you know the knowledge in order to say, listen, I've heard it a few times. Then there might be an issue, and then look at it. You know, so so the feedback from the customers is 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 very important. The yeah. thing is well, what. But you got to be careful what it, from right is to get the feedback uh, in a way that that's that that that's constructive. You know, so if for instance, if I hear. 10 people on social media complain about the big stuff shrimp. I'll know there's a problem with the big stuff shrimp that I made. That must, Something must have happened. At least it's worth a look for me at it. But the yeah. thing is with social media, I felt like it was just too much all at once from all different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason, like, um, never, and 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 then everybody's personality is different, you know? And, and, and like for me, I like to operate from a positive point of view. You know, so and I feel like I see how this thing can kind of bring you down. Just like I was saying with New Year's Eve, you know, you can work the busiest New Year's Eve, and then you only found on that one complaint that somebody gave. Mm -hmm. It just sticks with you. It sticks with you, and then people don't understand that because it's a personal thing. Yeah, you know, it's like imagine, imagine if you're at your house and you have a hundred guests at your house, and then just one guy, right, on the way out, says to you. You know what? I really didn't have a good time at your party, man. You know, I can't, man. Uh, you know, yeah. I didn't have a good time at your party. It's, it's going to get to you, right? 100%. 100%. Right? So, so it's almost, that's the way, you know? So And then I feel if the if you end up having 20 of that, you know, and then some of them, like, they might be, then it's going to affect the way that you do business and the way you go about your overall kind of a business. And I'll be honest with you. I got to tell you. I think, in a way, it helped me keep my business afloat, you know, all these mm. years. Because
1: well, you know what? That's a good question. Let me ask you something. What motivated you decide to decide to open up a restaurant after Bishop closed? I mean, do, do you have any reservations, or were, you, or were you just like, you know what? I'm going to do this and continue on with no, no, the tradition.
0: That's a good question. Uh, you know, so I'll go back to what I, I had at the time. Like, so basically... You got to go back to that time. Back to that time, it was right after 9-11, 2001. Economy was bad, you know? And then, so I worked for, at that time I was working for De Mario Construction. Uh, so it was, and then, and then the, uh, what's funny is I always joke because like the, uh, the big dig was winding down anyway, you know? So I could see the writings on the wall, you know? So, and, and, and then and then it's a funny story. So when I worked for De Mario, the old man, Chicky de Mario, very generous guy, you know, because they had that company from like the 1800s, I think is when it first started it. And then um, so like he used to give us uh, hotel rooms at the Swiss Hotel, big party, ice sculptures, everything, you know, and then uh, it, was, it was it was nice, you know. And then at the end, when the when the sun took it over, it was winding down. We had meatballs and spaghetti at Magiano's, which was great, you know. So like, I I knew, I knew kind of like the big thing was winding down anyway, you know, and then, and bishops, uh, because at the time, Abe got saved, Joey was by himself, you know, it was a different thing. And I could see it where like, it would be, uh, you know, I could see where there was, there would be a time, you know, where you're just sick of it, you know, and I've had those times before, I'll admit it, you know, but then you go through it, you know, like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. You know, But for them, it was a lot more that came in. And then at that time, it was 2001 going in 2002. So the big dig was winding down. And basically, my mother and father was out of a job because Bishops was closing.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: My mother did all the Arabic food for Bishops. My father worked in there. And then I always had the idea that from before, because Bishops was a big building. And then that's kind of at the end what kind of made it. It was an old building and, you know, yeah. it had its issues and the alarms was changed. And it was like, but I figured anywhere. And like, that's why I go back to the food. I believed in the food. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and then I remember Chucky e. Monica, Monica, it's like the food is the more, you know, so I believed in the food and I knew we could do the food. So if we could do something small and then we can get everybody from there, from bishops. So two of the guys, one is named, two Dominican guys. One is Ramon, and then one is Jose. So these guys, Ramon worked at bishops when I worked at bishops. You know, he worked there for 10 years. You know, he still, he, he was there, to, he was here tonight working. And his wow. son, Jose, he's here tonight working. Wow. You know, they helped me move the equipment into my first place. Wow. And then at that time, we had Ruben, Victor. So we had a lot of people at that time that they knew that was their job, you know? And then that was, we gave them those jobs and they're still loyal to us because of that. And then we appreciate it obviously, but like, uh, you know and then, you know, I can't say enough about them, but but you get what I'm saying. You gotta go back to that sentiment. It was a different yeah. thing. People couldn't find job kind of at that time. So,
3: yeah.
0: That's uh, so basically, point. even and, and including my mother and father, right? So I left my engineering job at that time. And then, like, so so it was a part of the thing. And then, like, I always liked the restaurant business. And, like, you know, and I, my parents, I knew they couldn't do it. I would have to, like, do the end of it, the front end, uh, you know. So, But I believed that. that I just believed in that. I, I got to tell you, if I had to to sum it up, it was one thing. It was the food. It was the menu. Mm. That's it. Mm. And I knew that thing would survive anyway. Yeah. But I still believe yeah, that. right. That's it. And then that's why I say uh, it's a great point about the service, the atmosphere. Uh, you can have you can have a place that looks like the Taj Mahal is best. If you don't have the food, you don't have nothing.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, right about that. Nothing that mm. can sustain you for a long time.
1: Well, you get consistency. That's you know what I'm saying. Well, I'm sure you're being in the business. You know, but
0: I'm saying when I say the food, that that brings on all the other factors: mm. the consistency, mm. the quality, uh, making sure that comes out right. You know. And then learning from the other things. I remember, like, even till this day, I'm like, get the food out. Get the food out. Get it hot. Because Abe used to always go behind the line. And that was his biggest thing. It, just get the tray out. You know, get the tray out. Get it fresh because it's going to get cold. No. And I had that yeah. habit from it, You know? Seriously. And, then, and it, because it's important. So when I say food, I don't just say the actual, like, what it is and, like, the actual item. When I say food, it's the quality of food, how it gets to your table. Yeah. So so, okay. so
2: Bassan, let me let me ask you this about because you mentioned a couple of times about, about the the food quality, and the service. Do you feel like um, you're able to execute how you want to execute now with how hard it is to get to get just people, not just people, but people that want to work the way you
1: need them to work? Are you
2: are you where you uh, wanna be?
0: Oh, no, I'm not I'm sorry, you know what? I, I keep forgetting that people are having problems with health.
3: So that's a good thing. So you're not doing well then.
0: Right? I mean, I I haven't had that issue. Yeah. That's no, funny. You say that, because when right I go
1: in there, I, I usually see the same people in there that are usually working, and they're always great, very personable, And
0: and they no, seem no, like they like, they, like what they the do. No, I have no problem. Well, I don't know
1: about the kitchen. I'm not yeah, right back she, well,
0: there. Well, Derek, 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 he, <laughs> no, there, no, there, no, he the forces the all the family. He's going to have extra help. Oh really? I, 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 I love, No, no, no. no. I are your ki- are your kids there
2: helping yet? For <laughs> No, 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 they
0: don't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, no, I'm 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 joking. But I'll be honest with you, I have no issue with help at all. Especially that's well, a that's, good thing. Go well, that's, that's good I don't. You, so I don't want to. And I I
3: was
2: very not to go into the COVID stuff, but I mean there were so many crazy things. What was your takeaway? From from what you went through with COVID all the restrictions and everything, was was do you just kind of like get put it behind you, move on? Uh, and there are things are like, holy crap, maybe you, you know can, what it was the outdoor the seating, th- that kind of stuff. Like, what did you take away from it?
0: How uh is this thing? Is that is this thing R-rated or you get?
2: There's a free form. Go for it.
0: Yeah, knock yourself right out. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I mean, we all know it. Why even go back to it? It's bullshit. You know. And then come on. Uh, they, I mean, to, it buy into it? They wanted to even put the plastic thing. It was going to look like cubicles. I said, no, you know what I'm saying? It was just, uh, to me, like, it, you know how it is. I'm sure everybody struggled with it. But I remember, like, I used to come in and then, like, uh, you know, uh, when you used to the restaurant business, you used to people. We used to do takeout, but it's not the same. You know, like, there was no life in the restaurant. That's the thing. You know, like, when you do, and during COVID, it was just no life. And I'll be honest with you, it's funny, because it reminded me a little bit of the days of back in the war in, in Lebanon. You know, it was that eerie feeling, like, you just, and it was, you know? I mean, without the bombs and everything, but, like, it was, yeah. it, was <laughs> it was, like, that little eerie feeling, like, of the unknown, you know? There was one point, it was the unknown, and that's usually the scariest thing, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, um but like, uh, but at that time, it's still like, you felt like there was no life in the place. So I used to come in, we used to do takeout and then like yeah. I used to sit and then I'll grab some ice, make my martini, like, you know, and watch TV. And then one day I come in and then I look, there's no damn ice in the machine because I forgot we shut it off. <laughs> it was just whatever left over. <laughs> so I started bringing ice from the house in a, in a zip, Ziploc bag, <laughs> you know? And then make the martini, and then I tell I tell the, the takeout girls I go put the music, put the lights, and then that's it. You can't just get depressed, you know. You got to make it feel like it's, uh, it's life inside, you know. Yeah.
2: So Sam, I want to talk, I want to get a little bit more into your your restaurant. Um, early on, you were talking about you because you have the restaurant, but you also have the function hall. And we, and you and I were talking Saturday night. We my, my wife and I we went to used to do shows there. What's what's going on with that? Are you are you bringing that? Are you thinking we're of ready? That back? We're
0: ready, Brian. Let's go. We're ready. I'm no, there's three I guys live. Could be the first. You, uh, <laughs> three well, guys
2: live. We're ready to
0: go. Well, yeah, we're we're gonna do we're we're gonna book a comedy show. Uh, Was it April, Mike? April. April. I think April eighth. We're gonna do our first like, uh, you know, like comedy show. Cause remember we used to do. Used to come, you and my wife, to the hypnosis show. Yeah, the, hypno- I, I, the hypnosis, and there was so a comedian. I mean, that's the thing. So now, I think with the function hall, right? Because now, now we're back, and like, uh, you know, like there's so much more we can do in it because if it's 400 people, we're right off the highway. We have 200 seats, you know, it's, it's, it's just primed for that, you know, and it's not just weddings. And then, so we're going to start doing more of that stuff. Because now, like I said, like when, when it was during Corona, and then just even after the effects of Corona, it's um, not, uh, now you can tell people are more up to going out, going to shows. Yeah. So we're going to start doing more shows. You know, we're going to do uh, micro wrestling, maybe. We'll
3: see.
2: What's micro wrestling? The- What's wrestling? <laughs> is that like a wrestling show? What the hell is that? Is it, is it what I think? Oh, Jerry, because I think it's midget wrestling. <laughs> I'm like,
1: gonna tell you right now, if that's the case, we'll be side me up there. front row.
0: Front row. <laughs> micro <laughs> micro- <laughs> wrestling. We're gonna <laughs> do K micro- we're gonna do like Sweeney. And then we're I've never heard it. Down. micro. Micro <laughs> wrestling. Micro.
1: Uh, it's like the micro man from back in the day just, with the cars talk fast.
2: <laughs> tell us about the renovation you did. Did I don't remember, did you do a pre COVID during COVID? Tell, tell us what you did with your renovation.
0: Yeah, well, well, the main stuff that we did, you know, like because um you remember, Brian, where we used to have, when you come in, like behind the bar, we used to have the offices there. And actually used to have cribs for my kids and everything else there. And then, so we took that down before COVID. COVID and then the, the biggest thing, it was the bathrooms, you know, and the bar, it was small. So those were the biggest thing. I rushed the floor a little bit. It was my fault. We did the whole thing in two weeks. I wish I knew COVID was coming. I would have taken my time, yeah. you know. But then like after COVID, we... We did the floor. We took that, uh, that whole wall that opens up to the uh, bar. So now it's more of an open concept, which is good, you know. So, so yeah, no, I mean, uh, you got to renovate. You have to renovate. And then to, to go back and go back to all these places, even bishops, the hilltop at the end, uh, Cedar Crest. Yeah. yeah,
2: Cedar Crest. You know,
0: like, so I always yeah. uh, learn from them. You know, yeah. like you got to update, you got to renovate, you got to... Yeah. You got to go. And that's why I moved from Salem. That's why we're renovated here. And then that's why, whatever it takes to the next thing, you know, to keep whatever that, whatever you have to do in order to keep your place open for the next thing, you do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I've always thought of, you know, and then.
2: uh... (laughs) I want to talk about your menu. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to get some video content um, of your, of your menu. I'm going to either go there and record it. You're going to send it one of the two. Um, What are some of your favorite things on your menu? What are some of your stuff? Other than the French fries. Other than the French fries. Oh, the
0: French fries. The surf surf and turf, shrimp and lamb chops. My last meal at Bishop's and my every meal when I used to like finish my every semester in college, last test, last final, my buddies and I will always go there for dinner, even though I worked there at the time. And then I will have a few drinks, you know, be like the last final every semester, me my couple of my buddies from UMass Lowell at the time will go. After every semester, I'll have my shrimp and lamb chops. My last meal at Bishop's was shrimp and lamb chops.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. Because, because the lamb chops that we make here, no one has. No one has. Because we cut them in-house. We got the whole back of the lamb. We cut it. And then the baked stuff, shrimp. And then and then, you know what's funny? That's actually an item that was added after it had been there. Like a few years after it had started there, they, 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 they came up with this new uh could do like the life there and then they started doing a surf and turf but like so that came on after it wasn't like one of the original dishes they had they had changed their menu while I was there but then you get the two big stuffed shrimp with our famous stuffing you know the walnut stuffing and the lamb shops and the lamb that we make here just because of the way we cut it and then you leave you know that little kind of like tail on with the lamb uh, it's just it's just amazing because like It has a little bit of the fat, a little bit of beef. So, and it's funny. So, like, we were just, like, trying to put up some of the old pictures and looking at it, and it was a picture with me in the Eagle Tribune years ago. What was it, 2005? You know? And if you read that, if you read it, and it just kind of tells you how, like, kind of a lot of time food just comes along, you know? like Because I've been here long enough to remember how, like, the food just adjusted. Back then, 2005, even in the article, you hear people talking about how lamb is good and should be eaten more. Because at that time, lamb was 2 50 a pound. $2.50 a pound when beef was $4.50. Mm-hmm. But nobody ate lamb because lamb mm-hmm. was just such a... It was just not a mainstream item. And now lamb is yeah. just overtaking beef. Yeah. But I remember going back to when we first opened, how like... Lamb wasn't wasn't the most popular item, you know what I'm saying? So now people are finding out the benefit of it, and health-wise, just from working out and doing this, yeah. like because I always try to kind of like stay away from uh red meat, for instance. Sometimes you know it depends how you're eating and whatever, but lamb has this thing that that is beneficial to you, mm. you
3: know?
0: and then that's why if you go and then it makes sense because if you go to the Middle East that, or Mediterranean, Italy, whatever, you see that they they have like better health from but lamb is a more bigger part of the diet, you know? So it's always been beneficial. To me, is good. So that's why I always say the shrimp and lamb shops because the lamb shops that we have here are hard to get anywhere else. And I love to go out and visit restaurants. I even like to eat in other Lebanese restaurants because everybody makes it different, you know you go, saying, do, you,
2: so? do you go incognito, time Do you go in like with
0: like <laughs> a <I'm> glasses? <laughs> you know, Brian, come on, you know me. I'm friends with all the restaurant owners no. you know so that but, was I'm what my... really, but I'm really saying uh, I like I like uh, going to like taste somebody else's hummus yeah. because because like you know what if you make a pasta a certain way and you love pasta, you would want to taste it a different way you know you'd enjoy it so I enjoy like for instance, I like hummus you know I love the way we make it but i I, I wouldn't mind enjoying it a, a different uh, somebody making it a different way, you know.
2: So uh, next question. Explain to me, explain to the listeners, what bakes what uh, what a baked Alaska is.
0: Well, it's funny because the other day they had like the baked Alaska National Day.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Okay. I had to
0: fact check. Talking about wicked bites, and then like somebody put it up, and then oh yeah, uh, somebody shared like uh, so wicked bites with. Uh, they did something with my son years ago, and my father making a baked Alaska. I think it was like seven seven years ago or so. You know, so, uh, but, but the Baked Alaska is just a layered ice cream cake, and then it's like butter crunch, uh, vanilla, strawberry, you know, and then you do the meringue on top, and the meringue is made from egg whites. So you whip it, and then you put it on top of the Baked Alaska, you cover it, and then you blowtorch it. Back in the old days and during the, um, uh, like, the, uh, was it, the cruise ships, they used to, like, light it on fire, kind of, or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, and then, so like now it's funny, like now just the last like year or so is becoming more popular. But I tell you what, the best dessert we have, you know, is the, uh, and then, and then I know that we we haven't been, uh, there's some stuff like we stopped making during COVID. And then, and then, but now I know that it's a staple. I'm going to bring it back. You know, one Mm. of them is a coffee tour. It's coffee, ice cream, and in the Mm. middle of the pecans another layer of coffee ice cream, the coconut on top burnt, and the hot fudge on the top. I mean, that's, that is the dessert. Even better than a baked Alaska. It's almost for the insiders, you know?
1: But, but but Sam, how on God's green earth does anyone get the dessert in your restaurant? You you give so much food. I can't even, I can't eat the the food that's in front of me and then try to then eat a dessert in you. No way.
0: No, no, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I know.
1: God bless them if they get the dessert, because uh, there is I, the best portion of food in any restaurant. I mean,
0: yeah, by far. I, I had, years ago, I had a, it's funny you say that, because years ago I had a guy come in and he's like, we're going to redesign your menu and we're going to highlight the dessert because they, you don't tell them. I, I go, believe me, I know why <laughs> I a lot of dessert. It has nothing to do with the menu. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh,
3: yeah. I, no.
0: But usually like the coffee tour and that stuff, you know, like, yeah. So and then, But that's, that's always been the uniqueness of the menu. And that's why I did believe in the menu, you know, when I go back to mm-hmm. the menu, because like, I always thought it was a powerful menu. Because now mm-hmm. you can come in, you can have the hummus, you can have the, and then even back in the bishop's days, like what people came in for, because, because it was such a uh, thing that unfamiliar to most people. They come in and like, let's say if you have six people, they have the larger as and appetizer, you know, the cabbage, the grape leaves. That will be an appetizer, not a meal, because it was something so different, you know? Mm. And, and now more people are familiar with it, even the hummus. And then you can have the prime rib. You can have the lamb chops. You can have the big stuffed lobster. You can have uh, the haddock. Uh, you know, uh, now we have the salmon, bill chops. You know, there's a lot of items that I know that I've added that I, I like, you know? So basically, it's, that's, that's the power of the menu. You know, that you have great Lebanese food, right? With the rocket be, the hummus that we make fresh. We'll make our own dressings. The blue cheese, the creamy Italian, that. Oh, yeah. so different, you know? Creamy Italian. That's what
1: oh, I love the creamy it's, Italian.
0: Because, <laughs> like, like, my buddy was here, yeah, you know, like, and he has restaurants. And I told him, you got to cry that. Creamy Italian, you know? I loved it. Uh, so, oh. But, yeah. because fries,
1: the creamy Italian, everything.
2: You hey, can't so, go wrong. So
0: basically, like, but you see what I'm saying? It's all about the food.
2: Oh yeah, okay. oh, So, so Basam, tell us what a a VIP is. What? What's the VIP? What's the, what's your? Tell me about your VIP service, your VIP status at your restaurant. Like you have a program at your restaurant. The
0: the oh um, the uh, the reward points.
2: Re- tell us about the reward program.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know much about it. I just know we we'll get free points, and they come in and get this thing. I'm Not sure about. it. No, I'm kidding.
3: No. <laughs> uh, no, you no. actually you get free
0: tickets you know, to the micro wrestling. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about micro wrestling? <laughs> Forget the. Well, no, we do have the VIP points. No, thank you. You know what I'm saying. And then, and then, uh, so you get you get money back because now we have it through Aloha. You know, and then so uh, toast. Sorry, we used to have Aloha. We do it through Toast. And, and then you get like six percent back seven percent eight percent whatever it is i'm not too familiar with it but the nice thing is like you know like uh, uh, it's something that we're getting into now like just more like uh, uh you know like keeping our customers engaged uh, you know stuff like that it's very very important you know because like we have such a big base for customer that we can just live off of them basically yeah. you know what i'm saying so, I was looking to
2: see if I had my card on me, but I to show the camera, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't the find. Card? It. Oh, yeah. Uh, do
0: you so, have, uh, Brian, you, you have know, an old card? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, no, I had an old, I had an old card. On,
0: Brian, do you have some points on the old card that you want to use? And then that's why you're asking about it. I'm gonna come yes. use it for a am I'm gonna
2: come that's use it for a Coke fun. or a Pepsi. When I come <laughs> yeah. <there.
0: laughs> so I want. Um, I want. I, I, I want your your rewards for the hotels over there. You know. Yeah, man,
1: it sounds like a trade. Sounds like a fair trade. So, has the. Uh, increase in the price of food affected your business in any way i mean i know food's gone up buying it or anything like that or is it something you know you're still just getting buying just- this?
0: so the increase in prices uh the only way i could think about it all right before it used to go up three percent three percent and then in the last year it went up about 25 percent.
3: yeah
2: yeah i just to give me so um in, I hate to go into the hotel stuff. I don't I don't hate doing that on these shows on these episodes, but so um, I got a refill right there. That's nice. No, so so um to your point, like our usual year we year increases three to five percent. Like that's what we put. And so i mean, this is this is a podcast, so you're not gonna see the visual let you see the YouTube. So Derek, you'd see like uh like, visual like this. can you
0: see me?
3: This
2: is so yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so so you can so you I are mean, so,
0: taking a shower if you didn't couldn't see me. <laughs>
2: So normally, so picture picture like a flat line. So you have like a bump in the line of what the, So instead of the bump in the line, it was like a it was like a spike. Yeah, yeah. And and the people would be budgeting for their event for like five six hundred people. So it's like you know you'd have like seventy five thousand dollars budgeted for an event, and that seventy five would be like one hundred and fifty. And a lot of that is labor. A lot of that is the cost of labor because uh, to get people to oh, come yeah. back after after COVID, it was. Well,
0: so, let I mean I mean <laughs> if you think about it, like I said, it's it's almost you just got to get used to that number. Mm-hmm. Once you get used to that number, because if you bring it back two years ago, and then about hundred of us just driving to like the Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's drive-through, we'll all be in shock. You'll be like, yeah. "What do you mean? What do you mean? That's the price? There's something wrong." Yeah, we're all yeah. we're all kind of getting used to it. Yeah,
2: it's gonna be the the new norm.
0: But um, the, the bad part for us is the percentage that we have to go up. Doesn't match the percentage of the people what they can get used to it.
2: Oh, 100%. It's not, yeah. Well, what with with, with their annual increases? Yeah,
0: in- especially stuff, because yeah. if you're a lower, let, let's say, if you're a lower priced anything, uh, the percentage, they're going to get used to it easier. You know, and then like that's why I even feel like Boston is getting hammered because like if they were charging 60 bucks in a day for a steak, for instance, right, or 50, right. And then now they need to charge 80 in order to keep that percentage for them going. If they were to go to the same percentage of a difference between us, them, or however, but 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 they know, even Boston people that go to downtown Boston that got, you know, like, especially from the suburbs, right? They're going to lose all the suburb business because $80 mm-hmm. is, for a stake is still $80. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So so So, and then that's just me thinking of you know, it's a good question, but it's just me like thinking of, uh, of it, how it relates to price and everything else. Yeah. You know, but I think at the end of the day, everybody will go back to even kill. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you charge a hundred and then, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if that's the new price point and the new way that you look at the hundred dollars. And then we all know. And, I, and that's why I always say it. Three years ago, a person with the pension, whatever he was getting, two hundred thousand most likely, he will live out his long life with it, you know, the rest of it, whatever he's got for years. Now, if you, if you worked in uh, any factory and you get your pension, 200,000 isn't going to get you anywhere. No. no. You know, mm-hmm. So that, that, that money is basically diluted, you know, yeah. and then that's, uh, that's, that's how it became with the prices of the, in the restaurant business that the, the actual money is just diluted. It's just, uh, it's just they got to get used to that price mm-hmm. and everybody will be back to normal.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, in the span of about 20 minutes, I went from being, you making me hungry to like, dissip- to like sad. <laughs> yeah. So to so arrange uh, your emotions. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, Bassan, we like to, we like to have a little bit of fun. I, Derek, I'm going to have a couple of things. I, I have a couple of questions in mine, Derek, I'm going to run, I'm going to start if that's, that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, on. so, some when this episode comes out, it's going to be a, right right around, the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, so those are my things. <laughs> my question is, for what's what's your Super Bowl go to for f- at the party or whatever it is? What's your what's your Super Bowl? Well, you for? know
0: what's funny. So we used to have a Super Bowl party here, like back that, back in the days with uh, Ed Janeski, you know, like at the Shoe City Hardware in Havel, and that was awesome. And then like, but we used to have the TVs here, and then we used to have, and it was nice, you know. And I, I, I love. I, I, you know, I, football is – I love football, you know, so I'm a football guy, you know. And then uh, – um, so, like, and then the Super Bowl, I love it and everything. But, like, so when we used to have, like, that, that Super Bowl party, it was nice, but it was a hectic because, like, you got to set up the TVs and everything else, you know. But, like um, – I'm not doing anything now for the Super Bowl, but it doesn't mean I think in the future I would like to do something where like we could do maybe a pool that includes the dinner and everything else. We'll pick the numbers at a certain night before the Super Bowl, you know, and then and then like you could do the squares. And they could say that because now it's an open thing before, you know, like, like gambling is bad, but the gambling is going everywhere now, you know, <laughs> but son,
2: what do you got going on for Valentine's anything you want to tell tell listeners that are looking for something to do?
0: Well, you know what we do normally on Valentine's Day, because, like, that we sell a lot of lobsters on Valentine's Day. We've, we've done this thing. Really? So, yeah, and, we, and then we have this thing that's actually a great deal, right? And then, so we do, like, the half lobster. Like, so the three-pound baked stuff lobster is too big for one. So we split it in half. That'll be the main, main meal. It comes with, like, two salads. It comes with an appetizer. And it comes with a dessert. And if you want a bottle of wine, it's extra money. You know, we had it for something last year. I know it's right around like 100 something bucks. You know, I don't know what was going to be this year, but it's probably going to go up a little bit more with the cost. But even, but, but we're we'll always making it a nice value where you can get like the a big stuff flops that's split in half, you know. So that'll be the main meal. You get two salads, you know, you get like the appetizer, the dessert. So we we'll always have, we've had that special for years and we still have it for, uh, for Valentine's, you know. So, and then it's usually a busy day, you know so but you know so that's that's the uh that's what we're gonna have you know but yeah no but now the thing is like we used we used to do like the lobsters where we'll just always guess what we're gonna have you know and then we had a tank we had a lobster tank but now especially after covid and then like with the price of the lobster is enormous. we always tell people to call ahead of time so mm. if yeah you're coming in for If you're coming in for uh, Valentine's, make sure you call for the lobsters ahead of time, you know, and then call ahead.
2: But Sam, first of all, thank you very much for joining us. I want you to hang back after we hit stop here. Um, We're so appreciative of your time. And um, just real quick. um, The restaurant is located on Alpha street in Haverhill. It's basically, I think it's like 49 off of, um, off of 495.
0: Uh, Well, they changed the exit. Oh yeah. I'm
2: sorry. They changed the exit number. So, Make sure you check out the Phoenician. Check it out online. Um, Like I said, he's doing some fun stuff on Facebook. Um, Check him out on on Wicked Bytes, Magnetic Valley. Yeah, You guys have
1: your own webpage and everything like that. They can
0: find you as well.
2: Yep. They have a great website. I was on there this morning. But, yep, you you do
0: Basam. Have you a good website? We, um, and, oh yeah, and then and then we have MySpace too, still available. You you're oh. still on MySpace? You may
2: be <laughs> the only one on there, but that's okay. Uh,
0: you and the
1: guy the guy who created
2: it. I've been
0: updated the whole time until I found out it doesn't exist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you everybody for all all the listens, the downloads. Make sure to check all right, out fine. our
0: socials. Uh, thank you, thank you for like, cause I know Brian, you and your family, and then Derek. I've seen them all the time, but you know, and then uh, I'll be honest with you. That's the biggest thing about the restaurant is you have, you make relationship with people that become part of your life, you know? And even if I don't see you and I don't see your brother or your family and a lot of the customers the same, you know? And that's the thing about this business. It's like you always see people. You And then and then remember when I said if you're a people person? So if you're not, you won't enjoy that because that's part of the joy, part of the enjoyment is that relationship that you make with people, you know? So... Uh, it's an appreciation and I know you wanted to do this in order because from your heart in order for you to like spread the word you know and then do all that so I I really appreciate it.
1: No we appreciate you coming time I know you're busy and we appreciate you coming on and sharing us about uh, all the upcoming events. Thank
2: you, everybody, for, for all the listens and the downloads and the connections. Um, there's more stuff coming around the bend, as, as you may have heard in the beginning of the episode. So please keep keep an eye out for all the awesome content to come. And make sure you go and visit the Phoenician restaurant and say hello to Bassam because he, he's one of the best. So thank you very Unless much.
0: I'm and have a- Unless I'm busy, just wait. But,
2: yeah. but but uh, subscribe and like. That's what I hear all the YouTubers say. Don't forget, Brian, subscribe and subscribe,
1: like. Subscribe, like, and subscribe, like, and follow. Oh, besides, we also have, Brian will catch you, or I'll get over to you a mug for Three Guys Podcast. Oh, yeah. Have a, have a great night, everybody.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Three Guys Podcast. We appreciate your support. The Three Guys Podcast is on all major podcast platforms, And you can follow all our updates on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Again, we appreciate your support. Thank you.